This is episode 29 with Tim Page. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Men of Abundance with Wally Carmichael. You must be prepared to ignite. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha, Men of Abundance. What is going on with you guys today? I have to tell you right up front, I had a lot of fun with this conversation, and you'll see why in just a minute. But of course, before I get started, I want to make sure that you are abundant in your day today, and you share this information with the people that you love. Because I'm here to tell you, information is not power unless it's shared and acted on. I'm going to get more into this later on Friday, so make sure you subscribe so you do not miss that episode. And, again, make sure you share this with other people because you don't want your friends to miss that episode either. In today's episode, we have a conversation with Tim Page. Tim is a marketer at Lead Pages, and we're going to get into that and what Lead Pages is. But the really cool thing that I found about Tim was he's a voiceover artist for the Travel Channel, Buck Knives, Expedia, Conan, Entrepreneur on Fire with John Lee Dumas, you should recognize that name, James Altucher, blue microphones, and many more. Tim is also a voiceover on games such as Westland 2 as Cliff. That's super cool. But you might recognize Tim's voice from just a few seconds ago because Tim is the intro voice and the outro voice of Men of Abundance. And today, Tim and I have a conversation about how he got into the voiceover industry and all the other things he has going on. He is a busy, busy man. But regardless of all the cool things that he's doing and has done in his life, you will very soon realize why I brought this very abundant leader onto Men of Abundance to introduce him to you. Tim, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on because um, as I mentioned in the intro, you are my intro and outro. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right, and, and, and I wish that we were recording this live in person in Hawaii. That'd be great. That would be great. <laughs> that would be simply amazing. Where are you at in the world? So I'm in uh, Syracuse, New York, home of the Syracuse Orange basketball team, best college basketball team in the world, and also the snowfall capital of the United States. So, <laughs> When you said snowfall, you lost me right there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, you come here if you love snow or you love college basketball. Those are about the two reasons to come to Syracuse. But I do love it here. Um, I do. It is. A, it's a wonderful place with uh, with its own quirks and its own sense of uh, of pride. But um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not Hawaii. That's for sure. <laughs> no, but I do like the pride part. I have a lot of. Well, I have three family members on my wife's side, uh, two uncles and an aunt who live in New York. And my wife's been a couple times. I have not been to New York. That's one of the places I have not been. And I definitely, we were just talking about it a couple weeks ago that we really got to get out there. Yeah. Because New York's got so much to offer. Everybody thinks of New York like they think of Phoenix, Arizona, where I grew up at, which is just brutally hot, which is true for Phoenix. But, uh, you know, it's got its, its four seasons. But you can drive up in the mountains and it's, you know, drops 20, 30 degrees. So Arizona's well, got a lot you know, to offer. Well, you know, here... So. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. Here it's uh, we get full on four seasons, but uh, but it's not really fair to summer, fall, or spring because really winter takes over the whole thing. Right. But um, but but our seasons are beautiful, and and there is not a place in the country that compares to New York in the fall. Our fall is absolutely gorgeous. That is the best time of year. And as I, and I was kind of getting to, but I got off on a little babble. Was when I think of New York, I think of the big city, just New York City, like Home Alone sure. type of thing, you know. And I know, yeah, I know New York has so much more to offer. Right, and the city is it's awesome. It's a great place, but but the the state itself, yeah, there's so much all over the place. There's it's um it's a great it's a great place. I live about four hours outside of the city, so oh. that's a distance for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good place to be. I like to start the show off the same way I start off every single morning, which is an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Tim? Today, I'm grateful for my family because, uh, and that's pretty much every day, but I've got a really amazing wife and uh, a wonderful little boy who's going to be turning three here in a few weeks and uh, another baby on the way. So it's uh, it's a good life, good life being able to walk out there and see them and and watch them play and having a good day. It's it's good times. Yeah, that is definitely something to be very very grateful for. I talked a little bit about you, just a brief bio, and obviously everybody knows you're the intro and the outro and the start of my show. But I want to learn a little bit more about you, so let's get personal. Sure. Yeah. So husband and dad is uh, is is thing number one, kind of combined. Um, but outside of that. Um, I, I'm a professional voice actor, so uh, I do a lot of podcast intros and outros, but what a lot of people I think don't know about me in terms of voiceover is my um, my other big area of focus is, uh, is TV uh, promos. So um, that would be, you know, if there's a, a TV show, the promo voice actor, uh, it's a commercial for that TV show. So when you see you know, uh, tonight on Fox, it's an all new episode of Mike and Molly. That's That's a promo. Um, and that's that's my big area of focus in uh, in voiceover. But I do you know some commercials and some video games and a couple of narrations and things like that. Um, I'm also the senior conversion educator at a company called Lead Pages, which um, it's software uh, that makes marketing uh, tools like landing pages, sales pages, things like that, uh, and an automation platform called Drip. Uh, so I, I, I do all the education or a lot of the education there. So I teach people how to use those tools effectively and, and how to grow their businesses. Outside of that, uh, I'm a big, huge comic book fan. I love comic books. I have a, a collection that many people would be jealous of, um, but I don't just collect. I, I actually read uh, comics, and I, I I love comics and comic culture, and um, and a sports fan as well. And people would be surprised to find out that uh, here, being living here in New York, I'm not a Bills fan, and I'm not, not a Giants fan, fan. I'm actually a Cowboys fan. So it's a tough year for me right now with Romo being hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I have to say, and I'm going to be uh, completely transparent on this, Cowboys is the team that I love to hate. I don't know where <laughs> that came from. I just, just my upbringing. But my best friend that I grew up with in high school, he's such a Dallas fan. He named one of his kids Dallas. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That's big. Bigger fan yeah. than me. And he's in yeah. Arizona. But that was before, you know, we became football fans before we got the Cardinals. So. Now sure. We just inherently, have to be Cardinal fans as well. Of course, of course. And I, I gotta say, I feel bad. The Cardinals looked like garbage yesterday. That that yeah. as we're recording this, the preseason game, the the Texans kind of whooped them all over. But hey, it's preseason; yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how it works out for them. Also, I should say, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Carson Palmer fan, so uh, he's good. I think I think if he can if he can hold it together, it could be a it could be a good year. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I just found out, I was listening to another podcast, as there's a couple of them that I listen to, and I found out that you were a part of Lead Pages, which I use. Oh, but awesome. then I found out something else that I thought was kind of cool, which is when the movie was first showing the Angry Birds, that you was the lead-in for that. How'd that happen? <laughs> well, what it what it is is it's not um, um, it's not necessarily that I that movie, but I there's about eight thousand theaters nationwide that uh, that use kind of the the pre-movie um, advertising company called Screen Vision. So if you go, you've probably heard if if you go to to the movies, you you've seen it, um, where it's like um, you're watching front and center from Screen Vision. Up next, a preview of the all new movie Angry Birds. Well, that's me that actually does that voice. That came actually through my agent. I have a, a fantastic agent, um, a bicoastal agent in New York and L.A. Uh, who got me that that job and and uh, I'm really uh, honored to get to work with them. I, that's a I'll be doing that for. A little over a year now and uh and just great great cool thing to to do you know when uh being a comic fan anytime a comic book movie comes out i get really excited and uh, suicide squad was coming out you know it just came out recently Mm -hmm. so i got to do kind of the previews for suicide squad and that was a lot of fun getting to do that and um you know everybody hearing my ridiculous excitement for (laughs) for that movie uh but yeah that's that's been fun no, that's really cool. I'm I'm very easily amused, so I don't know how far you can take this, but I just thought it was really cool when I heard that. I was like, that's freaking awesome, and this guy's the intro and outro to my podcast, man. That's, that's pretty cool. So It's really fun when people hear that they, you know, they hear me and they, they don't realize it's my voice or whatever. Like, I do, um, one that I do that's really different is I do a lot of the promos for the UFC, so if anybody likes mixed martial arts, you've probably heard me in the in the promos. Maybe you've heard me in the promos. But I don't sound like me because, you know, it's supposed to be tough guys. So it's usually UFC 193 returns to Las Vegas. You know, it's like this big, ridiculous, kind of corny sounding thing. And people, when they, they find out that's me, they, they often laugh. But the one that got me the most excited, and, and I love all these jobs that I get to do, the, the podcast and everything. I love all of them. But... But the one that I was the most excited about was I did a, a big campaign for um, from for the toys from Miles from Tomorrowland, which is like a Disney Junior show. Uh, and I got to do the, the commercials for the toys. And we were watching – my son loves Disney Junior. And we were watching it, and the commercial came on. And he stopped, and he looked up at the TV. Um, this was a little while ago, so he was a little young. And I was so excited that he looked at it, and he smiled. And you could just tell that he knew it was me. Uh, it was before he was talking, I think. And so uh, so that that was really exciting. Anytime I to do a kid's thing, I'm like, oh, I really hope that my son sees that so that he can recognize that that's dad on TV. Um, that's a lot of fun. That is. That's really cool. That's absolutely cool. So how did you get into that anyway? How did you get into the whole yeah. voiceover thing? I, uh, I had started a podcast um, a long time ago. I guess it's not that long ago. But uh, four, four or five years ago, something like that. And... Uh, I, I was really bootstrapping, uh, the podcast. We, we had money, but I was trying not to do it. I was trying not to spend too much money and I did the stupid thing that many people try to do. And I, I wanted to make my own intro, uh, as opposed to just hiring somebody to do it right the first time. And I made my intro and it was really corny and it was, um, you know, my podcast was about, you know, living a fulfilling life and all this stuff. And, uh, and, and I wanted to do something that was kind of 
cheeky because I, there were a lot of podcasts out there that were talking about the same thing and I wanted to kind of differentiate mine so I did this podcast where I made it sound like a movie trailer and I put all these big effects and it was this epic music and I was like in a world where many people are zombies in a cubicle one man will change their lives forever and I did it like that and it was really bad a really bad movie trailer voice um, but I had a bunch of people reach out to me and say hey will you will you make one for me will you make my podcast intro and so I started doing it and I started charging for it and, and more and more people started coming to me. And then a guy who had become good friends with who you mentioned, uh, John Lee Dumas, he and I had been friends for a little while and he he sent me an email and said, hey, I want you to do my podcast. I want you to do my intro for my podcast. So I, I did it and um, and from there, many, many people, because you know they looked up to John, came to me and, and ordered it. And, and I started to go, well, you know, I love doing this so much. I wonder if there's other ways I can do this. I wonder, you know, how, how does the guy who does the the commercials on the AMC, uh, how does he get to do it? And so, uh, being the kind of uh, kind of person that really will do whatever it takes, I found out who the guy was that did the promos for AMC. You know, he's the guy that goes, you know, coming up next on The Walking Dead. I wanted to know who that was, so I found out his name. His name's Rick Waterman. And I sent Rick uh, an email and I said, hey, I want to do what you do. Can you teach me? And so, of course, for a price, he said yes. And he started teaching me how to do it. And what I learned was that I, I didn't want to sound like him, even though I thought I did. I was like, well, what you do is cool and I can sound just like you. Look, I'm the guy from AMC. I sound just like you, Rick. And uh, he was like, you know, that's fine, but you don't make money by sounding like other people. You make money by sounding like you and doing it in a way that's authentic and, and speaks to what the, the show is about and, and that kind of stuff. And so he taught me a lot of the basics. And then I, I hired a few other coaches, these really incredible people that have, that have taught some of the best names in the world, how to do this. I, I studied with a character coach, uh, Donna Grillo, who, you know, she was the person responsible for casting. Um, what was it? Uh, Boy, my my brain is oh SpongeBob SquarePants, you know she was responsible for casting all these really fantastic shows, uh, and and so she taught me that. I work with still to this day two people who teach me promos, uh, one who works at the CW and does all their promo production, and another one who has has taught literally everybody you've heard on TV. Um, you know I work with Nancy Wolfson who teaches commercial copy and all this stuff, and I just got so obsessed with it and fell in love with it and. And started studying constantly and reading every book that I could find and and making friends with people in the industry so that I could learn from them. And uh, and and I started booking a lot of stuff through uh, casting websites. And because of that, uh, I was able to talk to my one of my coaches and say, hey, I think I'm ready for an agent. We share this, you know. Can you share my my stuff, my demo that you produced? Can you share that? And you know, some of the work I've done with uh, with an agent. And uh, luckily, he believed in me enough to do that. Um, and in a very rare, very, very rare uh, case, the first agent that he reached out to ended up being the one that that signed me uh, because she said, you know, look, you've, you've got a lot of work ahead of you, but I think that with the right amount of, of effort and training, you could get there and, and become uh, and, and really build an amazing career. And that was about... Actually, that was, I signed with her about uh, eight months ago, and in eight months, I've been able to book m my first national promo campaign, 
Um, I booked Screen Vision. Uh, I booked several other different things. I, I do a lot of stuff for New York One, which is the new station in New York City. All these things came in that time, and and I think if if anybody wanted to do something in the way that I wanted to do it, I think that that it all comes down to just being really tenacious. You know, I was I was ready to you know do something that I, I was blessed enough to be able to spend the money to to get the coaching and get the one-on-one help and and really move myself forward uh, but i think that was the big thing for me was that i said i want to do this i want to know how to do it and i'm going to study from the people that are doing it and the people that teach the people that know how to do it uh, and I'm, I'm not taking no for an answer and because of that i've been able to get to where i am and i still have a huge huge world of opportunity ahead of me i'm really early in my career but um, I've been able to make some some big strides in the voiceover world. The thing that I really get from that, Tim, is that multiple times you mentioned that you hired somebody to mentor you, to coach you, to lead you in the right direction, rather if it was with working with your voice or how do you get into the industry and every other facet. So quite a few people actually had a play in getting you to where you're at. And I've made it clear even though I'm a podcast host, I've chosen to do this because I love the content and I love my favorite thing is to talk to amazing people like yourself and abundant leaders. But one of the things I don't like about myself is my voice. Especially when I hear it over the you know, after it's recorded and everything. I'm just like, My goodness. But and people have my wife has actually told me, Well, you should consider getting a voice a voice coach, somebody who could help you and I've I've talked to people who singers who sing beautifully, but they'll admit to me that at one point they 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 barely sounded good in the shower until they got a coach. So I just think it's really important that people understand and and the abundant leaders out there understand that whatever it is that you want to do in life, regardless of what it is, even if it's something completely outside of what you would think you'd normally be doing, expose yourself to many different things and get a coach, get somebody, find somebody who's doing what you want to do or can coach you in doing what you want to do. And ironically enough, I was just listening to a podcast this morning. Uh, they were talking about that, coaching. There's a He was interviewing a coach of coaches. and how so many Yeah, right? And, and, and when you think about it, many coaches have coaches. And those who don't have coaches don't believe in their own coaching. <laughs> which is, Absolutely. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, right? And so... I'm I'm really big on coaching. I'm really really big on coaching. And the the question came about was, should you, should coaches be coaches who haven't done what they're coaching? Meaning, like, how can you coach somebody to be a millionaire when you're not a millionaire yourself? Or, but they pointed out the fact that you have baseball coaches, they're catching coaches, hitting coaches, yes. and whatnot that were just sucked they sucked when they were in the minor leagues but it turns out they're great coaches yes yeah that's the thing is uh there are several areas in life where that that doesn't hold true um voiceover is a big one in fact i'm not a uh, i'm not uh much of a proponent of in voiceover coaching with uh, another voiceover talent especially um, when you consider the fact that uh, if i am if i want to become a voiceover uh, if I want to become a promo voiceover talent, which is my big focus, uh, and I want to learn how to do that, why would I study with my direct competitor? And why would my direct competitor want me to become very good, right? Then all I'm doing is is uh, cutting into his potential business, right? So then I could coach with a, a, a you know a female promo voiceover talent, but the 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 
some of the a lot of the stuff is is the same in terms of what you want to do to understand the copy and connect with it but there are a lot of things that are very different for a male voice than a female voice um so my coaches all of my none of my coaches right now are actually voice talent um you know one is a, a producer of promos uh one is a former agent another is a former agent um yeah so none of them are actual voice talent but that said there are many many fields of life uh, and business where I think that your coach should have done what you did. In fact, I uh, I do believe that when it comes to business and entrepreneurship, um, it either if you're you're working with a coach about general entrepreneurship, that person should have have businesses, not just a business teaching people how to be an entrepreneur, but actual businesses. Um, however, if you if you want to uh, get better at your automation. Well, sure. You don't have to have somebody who's an, uh, is a successful entrepreneur in his own business to learn automation, but they can be doing automation for somebody else, and then they can teach you how to do it. So, I think it comes down to some common sense. Uh, I wouldn't get coached necessarily by my direct competitors, uh, but I, I definitely want somebody to who isn't just regurgitating things to me that they've heard from somebody else. Right. Yeah, and I agree, and I feel the same way about college professors. Uh, you know, teaching business skills if they've never had a business they don't know the true ins and outs of having a business and and quite frankly it's not really a fair comment because uh business school is teaching you to go work for a business not necessarily start a business exactly right yeah so obviously you have a lot of stuff going on tim i mean there are so many things that you're doing and you've done in the past what i'd like to share with the uh, men of abundance audience is you you weren't just successful all of a sudden out of nowhere that you had kick in the gut moments like everybody else and I know you have a few, so if you could share either a personal or entrepreneurial, uh, professional kick in the gut moment with Men of Abundance. Yeah, you know, it's one of the things that I, um, one of the things that it, that took uh, kind of a kick in the butt to learn was that uh, it's definitely important to make money, uh, and and I, I disagree with anybody that says that money's not important because it is, um, but uh, it's also interesting how much how much importance we place on that money. So, uh, or at least I did. So I used to be a professional musician, right? So I toured around with a, a punk band, pop punk band, uh, and that's what we did. But when we got home and when that came to an end, um, I I had wanted to figure out what next. And because I had been broke for so long, because we were a broke band, we had no money, um, I thought that uh, money was the thing that I should chase. So uh, I got really, I had been really good at sales. I, I had been in sales for a long, long time, but uh, one thing that uh, I, I had figured out was that you could translate the ability to sell into just about any industry, into just about any career field. So I actually started selling vacuums door-to-door, $3,000 vacuums door-to-door, um, and and got great at that and started making a lot of money and moved up the ranks, opened my own office uh, doing that. And what was interesting was I got to the point where I was making six figures. Uh, I was making actually more than just $100,000 a year. I was making really good money. And the problem was I was spending 18 hours a day, six to seven days a week doing this. And I had, you know, my, my beautiful wife who was probably then my, just my fiance, but anyways, you know, at, at home and she was, she would come and work at the office and help out there and that kind of thing. But, uh, but what was interesting was I was spending all of my time working, trying to make that money. And the kick in the gut moment was that I realized at one point just how unhappy I was, uh, you know, I had all the money that I, you know, I was making all that money that I thought, you know, if you just make six figures, that's it, you've made it. 
and I had the literally just my dream woman uh, as my fiance, and uh, I was doing something that I, I I liked doing. You know, I liked sales. I liked helping people make money and and those things. Uh, and and but I was coming home at the end of the day, sitting down on the couch, and my wife would tell me all about her day, and uh, and I would be half listening, half falling asleep in my mind. Uh, and, and I had started to realize that because of the people I was surrounded with, because unfortunately that industry attracts a lot of uh, less than awesome people, because of some of the people I was with, I was allowing that negativity to seep into my world. I was allowing myself to to change and become somebody that I, I didn't really like. Um, I didn't like who I was becoming. And um, I didn't like the way I felt when I got home. I didn't like the fact that so many things that were important I had to miss you know I, I had to miss family events and I had to to say you know I can't really go to you know that concert or that thing because I've got to work because if I don't work then nobody can run the business and and I'm stuck and so um, I think the real kick in kick in the butt moment was when I, I sat down one night and I just really you know I think maybe my wife had gone to bed I can't remember what it was but I I had sat down and and I was by myself sitting on the couch and I thought you know I really I don't like myself anymore Um, I'm not happy with who I am or who I've become and with all the things that I thought I wanted or needed uh, this this thing doesn't matter this this thing of you know hitting a hundred thousand dollars a year it doesn't really it doesn't do it. And in fact, it's it's uh, because of the time I'm spending doing that and because of the importance I'm placing on it, um, it's, it's just taking away from every other part of my life. And so I decided right then and there that I was going to figure out what was next. I was going to figure out um, how to transition into the next thing. And uh, we can talk some more about that, but that was the big moment. Well, what was that? What was that that you decided to uh, transition into? I mean, obviously you're doing voiceovers and stuff, but what at that point came up? Yeah, I wasn't sure at that point. I just knew I had to get out. I knew I had to figure something out, and <clears throat> I started looking everywhere, everywhere I could find. Uh, and the big <laughs> the big moment that made me realize what was possible was, uh, really interestingly, I was watching TV one of those late nights, and whatever show I was watching, I, I, it kills me that I can't figure it out, but whatever show I was watching, they said the words passive income. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I have the exact opposite of that. I have I have the most active income ever, uh, and so I googled passive income, and the first site that came up was Pat Flynn's website, of Smart course. Passive Income, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, and I I was like, oh, a podcast? Yeah, I'm driving all the time. I'll, I'll listen. I'll check it out. So I downloaded it and I listened to an episode with Billy Murphy, uh, who was then with uh, Blue Fire Poker. That was his company. And I was like, this guy works from home. He sets his own hours. Uh, he said, I think he said he was working four to five hours a day. Uh, and you know, he was killing it. He's just destroyed, making so much money. Uh, but he would, he literally designed his life from the ground up. And I went, I I want that, you know, Billy sounds like he's smart, but I'm pretty smart myself. I can figure that out. I want that. And so I listened to every episode of smart passive income I could find. I read all of his blog posts. I found other, uh, podcasts, you know, eventual millionaire. And, uh, and, and at that point, entrepreneur on fire wasn't out yet, but, um, a lot of the podcasts in that same realm, you know, I listened to uh, Internet Business Mastery and all these things, just studied like crazy, learned everything I could about online marketing and, and entrepreneurship uh, in terms of the digital world uh, and 
that was that was it. I knew that was what it was. I started my first podcast, which was terrible, but that's what got me into voiceover. That's what connected me with many, many people who are now uh, very good friends who I didn't know then. That was my first introduction to them was having them on my podcast. And, uh, and I learned so much about this whole world and, uh, and everything changed from there. And, and, um, and, and that's what started it. Yeah. And Pat Flynn is definitely one that I have goodness. I, anything he puts out, I listen to. Um, yeah. And, and men of abundance, I wanted to point out something that we're talking about passive income and you can go check out Pat Flynn's podcast at all. And he's got a great website. He even posts his income statement on his website just to be completely transparent. But the thing I want to point out is that even though they have passive income, they work very, very hard and for a long time to get to that point to build a passive income and they set up systems and everything. So that's the misconception that people have about passive income is that you just set it and forget it and that's not the case. Even when it gets to that point, you still have to maintain it. I, I don't like the whole idea. And I, I was caught up for many years in the whole idea of the get rich quick and you know sign up for this and sign up for that and watch the money roll in because people sell that crap. And and it's just, it kills a lot of dreams, quite frankly, I think. so. I but agree. that's interesting that you found the podcast because I found podcasts through a different venue. But as I've talked about on other shows, but podcast is a plethora of information one thing we don't have a lack of is information but even then you still have to in my opinion uh, put some skin in the game and I'm finding this out in my own business is that the stuff that I'm giving away for free it doesn't get a whole lot of traction but as soon as I have anything that I put a little bit of cost to it then it takes off because people know themselves if it's free generally just in the mindset there's some great free information out there but people know in their own mind that it's probably maybe it is good information but they're not going to do anything with it unless they put some skin in the game this is the point i'm trying to make yeah i find that that's interesting i i think it i don't know that that's the the mindset i'm in but i am more i think that um that the right kind of of guidance not just information but the right kind of guidance is is really um, is critical, and I'm I'm willing to spend you know a, a lot of money to get the right kind of guidance and the right kind of information. Um, the the problem that that you bring up though is that there is a lot of information out there, and there um, it's not always qualified information. So I think if you're just starting from scratch, it's fine to kind of get some guidance and go. I don't think that you should get caught up in, in spending too much time trying to figure out what's the right path to follow um, because, you know, uh, getting started is is really critical. But uh, relatively quickly, I think it's important to really qualify where you're getting the information and if, if it's the right person to, uh, to fall in line with. You know, Pat Flynn, great person to fall in line with, no question. But there are a lot of people out there also that really have no idea what they're talking about and they really are just um, – they're just regurgitating stuff that they've heard secondhand, and and, uh, and I know we kind of hit on that, so I don't need to keep harping on it. But that's um, but I do, yeah. Without that guidance, without that person to follow along with and to get their information, and and you know, especially all the free stuff that Paflin uh, gave forever before he ever made a dollar, mm-hmm. um, is is crucial. And yes, it's uh, none of my businesses have been overnight successes. Uh, you know, all everything I've ever done that's been successful has taken years to ever really get to um, the point where it is now. Right, and you know there are people out there who have com- 
built good businesses, great businesses from completely free information. For instance, um, episode 24 of Men of Abundance, uh, Eli Schmidt, he is he and his partner, they do real estate and they're flipping houses. They're doing all kinds of stuff. Well, they're not. I don't know that they're 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 um, real estate wholesale is what they're doing. Oh, they yeah. Completely learned everything from YouTube, YouTube and, and a few books. Amazing. Everything completely and he's doing very well uh wholesaling property and if you want to listen to how he did that go to episode 24 and he talks about his first deal and how they had no money whatsoever and they made i think it was off the top of my head 20 or 30 thousand dollars off that first deal so there is a way you know there is information out there you can do that yeah um, so out of everything that you're doing you certainly have a good news story for me because people comment on my intro and outro quite often and i do listen <laughs> to other podcasts who get started and they do like you did and they do their own um intro and outro and there is one guy charlie jewett who does his own intro and outro but he does an amazing job he's hilarious he cracks me up but uh he's the um uh renovate retirement uh podcast and anyway, oh, nice. um, you definitely got a good news story from me on my intro and outro, but what other good news stories do you have from other clients that you have that either use any of your products or services? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's interesting because when it comes to the stuff I do at Lead Pages and teaching people how to grow their businesses and, and how to get more leads and that kind of stuff, uh, there are countless, countless uh, unbelievable stories of people having success. When it comes to voiceover, it's hard because you don't often get a lot of feedback about what's happened and because it is such a, a piece of the overall puzzle many people don't attribute uh, any kind of success to that thing uh, but it really is your intro is what gets people to actually listen to your podcast it sets the tone um, many people will decide within the first 10 seconds if they're going to continue listening or switch off so if your intro uh, is is garbage or poorly produced people will automatically assume your show is not great and then the outro is what determines uh, in many cases determines what action people take uh, from then on so that being said, um, I do I do have some. There have been some great uh, pieces of feedback I've gotten from people who get comments about their their intro and outro all the time. Their shows have skyrocketed, uh, but I think my favorite piece of feedback so far has been um, from from the uh, from the Miles from Tomorrowland uh, campaign that I did for the, the toys for Miles from Tomorrowland because. You know, voiceover on that campaign is huge. People walk out of a room. People fast forward commercials. They don't really pay attention. That campaign uh, has been one of the most successful toy campaigns that Tommy has ever had. And Tommy's been doing this for a long, long time. So to have a commercial nowadays in an on-demand world that's being really successful, that's a huge, huge compliment to um, what, uh, what, what we've been able to do. Now, again, I'm just a very small part of it. The, the team, the creative team behind that commercial is rocking it. They're amazing at what they do. Uh, but to be a part of that and to have that be successful, that's, that's awesome. That is really amazing. I think because there's so much with the commercials, people just we just glaze right over them, or now we can fast forward through them. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So that is amazing. That is engaging. That says a lot for sure. Awesome, Tim. So we're about the at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready for that? Absolutely. Perfect. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I would say would be to uh, to define uh, what it is that you want from uh from yourself and from your life what, what is it that's most important to you what's what's priority number one for me that was family right my family and providing for them the best possible life and and uh, i know that providing them the best possible life means providing them as much of myself as i can possibly give 
Um, so it allowed me to kind of uh, to to filter the decisions that I would make going forward. Um, you know, through that, I could say, is this thing that I'm doing, is that going to allow me to provide the best possible life for my family? And if it isn't, it makes it easier to to turn down whatever that thing is. Um, and just to, instead of, of just speaking in generalities. So for example, if an opportunity comes up for me to be involved in some kind of a project, let's say a voiceover job comes in. Well, they might say, look, this is a really high paying voiceover job. Um, it is, you know, I don't know, whatever, $20,000 for this, this thing. Um, it's going to be three weeks and you're going to, but you're going to have to do it at night, which night is the time that I'm normally with my family. Um, you're gonna have to do it at night. And that means, you know, uh, from the time you're finished with your work at lead pages, uh, until, you know, nine o'clock, which is about when my son goes to bed, uh, that's when you're going to be in the booth Monday through Friday for three weeks. Well, $20,000 is awesome. That's great. But when you when I compare that to three weeks away from my family, uh, I say put that through the filter. Is that is that providing a better life for my family? Not really. So um, it makes it easier to make that decision. Now, it, there are a lot of other factors, but doing that makes decisions so much easier. So that would be the first thing is to kind of define what the what the big priorities are in your life. The second thing is um, understand if you're if you're just getting started with something, understand what's the base skill level required for that thing. So I'll use voiceover as an example. Um, in voiceover, there are a lot of a lot of skills required, but um, first you need to understand like what you what area of voiceover you're most excited about, uh, and where there is the most amount of work. So uh, I often recommend people with voiceover the first thing you should learn is commercials, because there's a, a, an abundance of commercials online and offline. So um, so then you have to understand the base level skill to do a commercial, and and the base level skill is let's say connecting with copy. Right, so let's just say that that's the base level is is to be able to understand read read and understand copy. So you understand that, and then you focus your attention on learning that. Right, that would be step two, and then uh, and then I would say you know step three is to uh, focus entirely on providing value in the the uh, highest possible way to anything that you're focusing your attention on. Um, and I don't mean providing value in the way of like the internet marketing speak where they're like provide value and people will buy. I mean, uh, provide value in in whatever it is that you're doing. So if I'm um, if I'm spending time with my son, providing value means paying attention, being there in the moment. Um, you know, focusing on on what we're doing instead of thinking about the work projects I have or this thing that needs to get done or whatever. Providing value if I'm doing voiceover means you know getting something to a client that um, that that emphasizes the points they want to emphasize that that keeps people uh, in engaged and uh, and paying attention that gets them to buy that provides success. Um, you know, if it, if it's providing value when I'm doing my work at lead pages, it means, you know, when I'm on a webinar, I'm, I'm helping people to understand things that maybe they don't typically understand and showing them the value. And, uh, at the end of the day, providing solutions that are the best for them. So, so yeah, I would say, you know, set your priorities, um, then understand the base level, uh, the, the base level skills required, uh, and then focus all of your effort and energy on providing value. Yeah, and I love that you said that you included providing value to your to your kids and and at the moment when you're whoever it is that you're you know spending time with at that point in time. And you mentioned also studying what you say, studying commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, like when I when I was you know for example when I just used commercials as an, as an example, but um, it comes down to just you know understanding the base level skill and focusing um, on learning that and getting really good at that before you move on to. The next thing, you know, just as an, another example, when it comes to online business, when people want to start an online business, 
they often go, okay, I need to learn copywriting. I need to learn sales. I need to learn how to design a website. I need to learn how to do this. And it's like, you can't possibly get really good at, at all of those things, you know, at once. So instead, focus on the thing you need to know right now um, and, and get really, really, really good at that one thing and then move on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. So what daily habits make the biggest impact in your day? Uh, I think for me, it's it's starting off by uh, by getting getting my kid. Uh, I, I think it sounds kind of weird, but seeing him first thing in the morning is always a reminder of what I'm doing everything for. Um, and then the next thing is, I, I always try to focus on the thing I'm I'm uh, the the that that requires the most of me first thing in the morning, because uh, we this is something actually one of my voiceover coaches kind of shared with me is that we. Um, we have a finite amount of willpower. It's actually, you know, our our willpower meter goes down as the day goes on, um, which is often why people that are are starting a new diet or are just early on in a new diet um, often are actually less productive at work be, uh, than they were prior to the diet. And it's not because like they have a lack of energy because they're eating less or whatever. It's because they're focusing so much willpower on the diet and and not eating that, you know, candy bar or whatever that uh, they don't have as much willpower to dedicate to crushing it in at work. So understanding that, you know, our, our willpower meter kind of goes down as the day goes on. If you get the most difficult, mo- most taxing, or maybe the most uh, energy, um, uh, you know, the thing that requires the most attention from you, if you get that done first thing in the day, uh, it means that your days will be more productive. At least I've found that. So I've, I've been making that a habit over time. What book would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why, Tim? You know, it's it's funny when I get asked this, um, people often are surprised by my response. But the the book that I recommend to pretty much anybody uh, is Dave Ramsey's The Total Money Makeover. Um, you know, it's it's been out for a while now, but the thing is, for us, the thing that has allowed us to make the decisions that we wanted to make uh, is the fact that we are debt free, other than our house, and you know. Scientifically speaking, or mathematically speaking, uh, the the plan in the total money makeover is not the quote unquote smartest. Um, it's it mathematically doesn't work out as well as some other things. But um, but there's so much about personal finance that is is emotional and mental, and um, so you know following his plan. Uh, he focuses so much on that and understanding that it is an emotional thing. And when you pay off that tiny debt, you get that that hit of endorphins and you're really excited. And so you want to go on and, and focus on the next thing and, and then you can apply the money to do that. And so um, that book uh, has helped us get out of debt, has helped us have savings for the first time in our entire lives. Um, and, you know, it's helped us make decisions because of that, because now because we don't have debt, because we don't have these big giant monthly payments, we can say, hey, look, um, I, maybe I don't have to do that thing that I don't want to do to make some money just because I have to pay that off. You know, maybe today I don't feel like doing that that one thing. And so um, it, it allows you to make decisions you want to make as opposed to decisions based, uh, decisions based on necessity. Yeah, and I like, I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey's. Uh, the military actually offers a his course, and mm-hmm. it's like a two or three week course that you go to an hour a day and, and he offers the whole program to the military for free although it's very expensive if you were to go out and buy it yourself yes uh, and most chaplains that usually set up through the chaplain um, assistance or something like that but uh, I did it many many years ago and my wife and I love the envelope uh, process oh yeah yeah and that's and just paying cash for everything mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of hard good. to do these days with all the technology and stuff but still when you have cash leaving your hand 
it's a whole lot different than just swiping that card. Absolutely. It's way different. You feel it so much more. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm a big fan of that. In fact, I have uh, his money book that I've had my oldest son read. Now I'm having my 17-year-old read since he's started his first job. I said, you're going to read this book. It's a tiny little book, and I highly recommend that for sure. Absolutely. All right. So I have one one last question for you, Tim, and that is, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? I think it means... Uh, leaving the world a better place than uh, than you entered it, and it's something uh, I've been really working on lately. Uh, it's not always easy to do, uh, and we are flawed uh, flawed creatures, human beings are. So it's not always easy to do, but um, trying to do your best to leave the world better than uh, than you entered it, and um, you know, living life in a way that uh, that enriches the people around you as opposed to. Um, just spending your entire life kind of taking from them. That's what I think it means. Beautiful. Agreed. So we're going to close this up. And before we do, uh, leave us with a parting piece of guidance and any way that we can get in touch with you and follow any projects that you have coming up or anything that you want to share with the audience. Sure. Yeah. So if you um, if you are in online marketing or business and want to learn how to grow your email list and get more customers, uh, you can register for a webinar we do every week uh, about that exact thing. So it's leadpageswebinar.com. Uh, if you have a podcast and you want to get a new intro made for you, um, just like the one for this show, you can go to makemyintro.com. That's makemyintro.com. Or if you just want to check out my my uh, world of voiceover insights, you can go to uh, the voice of Tim Page, and it's P-A-I-G-E dot com. Uh, as far as uh, parting advice, just I think the biggest thing that you can do is is focus on, you know, what's the thing that's the highest priority. If you focus on that and and create the other things around it, create your world around that, um, life is is just so much better that way. Beautiful, awesome, and I'll have all of those links in the show notes at menofabundance.com forward slash zero two nine as well as the uh, book that you mentioned and any other uh, comments. And also on our show notes, just so you know, we have timestamps. So when you go to the show notes, if you want to go directly to Tim's kick in the gut moment or anything else that I'll highlight within the show, you can click on that in the show notes and it'll go directly to that, which is really cool technology. I love that. All right, Tim, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy man and you shared some really good information with Men of Abundance and... Uh, I look forward to talking with you again. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, brother. Men of Abundance, one of the things that I want to point out that Tim talked about in this conversation is the way that he made a decision on whether if he was going to go take a gig that was going to net him about $20,000, but it was going to take him away from his family for a week, three weeks, or whatever it was. You see, he has decided the lifestyle that he wants. And he's not going to compromise anything for that lifestyle. As Tim said in the very beginning, money is important. But the thing is, when you already have enough to enjoy the lifestyle that you've designed for yourself and the lifestyle that you want, earning more money just for the sake of having more is not more important than spending time with your family. That's what I got out of that. I'd like to hear what you got out of it. So in the show notes, you can click on a link that says that you can get involved in the conversation. Click on that link or go to Facebook and search Men of Abundance Free Community. Click on the green button and I'll give you access. 
Let's talk about this a little bit more, as well as any of the other conversations that we have already posted over there for you. So go on over there, gain access to the community, and I'll see you there. Now go out and live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.